A lot can happen in three years, like a chatbot may be your new best friend. But what won't change? Needing health insurance. United Healthcare Tri Term Medical Plans, underwritten by Golden Rule Insurance Company, offer flexible, budget friendly coverage that lasts nearly three years in some states. Learn more at uh1.com. Here's a cool fact a crocodile can't stick out its tongue. Another cool fact you can get short term health insurance for a month or just under a year in some states. United Healthcare short term insurance plans are designed for people who are between jobs, coming off their parents' plan, or turning a side hustle into a full time gig. Underwritten by Golden Rule Insurance Company, they offer flexible, budget friendly coverage with access to a nationwide network of doctors and hospitals. Get more cool facts about United Healthcare short term plans at uh1.com. Hello, and welcome to Saving Lives in Slow Motion. I'm Dr. Ayan Panja, and today I'd like to talk about whether medicine is being dumbed down. Now, what do I mean by that? Well, at the moment in the UK and in other countries, there's a fierce debate going on about doctor's work being done by people who aren't doctors. And it started historically, in my experience, in the early 2000s, when nurses were becoming nurse practitioners and taking over quite a lot of tasks that were done by doctors. And then there were nurse consultants. So nurses um, historically come from a background where they're not used to necessarily making a diagnosis like a doctor, but they're very good at following protocol in fact, far better, I would say, I would argue, than doctors, and delivering traditional nursing care, which includes observation, monitoring, taking blood samples, dressings, vaccinations, smear tests, all sorts of varied tasks. But one of the key differences between a doctor and a nurse is that the doctor takes the ultimate responsibility for the care of the patient unless a service is completely nurse-led with no doctor being involved. And often that's the case in, in certain private services that are offered, but very unusual in the NHS, certainly. But what's happened in recent years is there are other professions within healthcare, paramedics, for example, or physician associates, that now plug gaps that used to be performed by a doctor. And many of you may have seen on social media that um, physician associates, for example, work in general practice, in A&E, in lots of hospital specialties. So what's all the fuss about? Well, many of you will know if you follow my work, I don't like to get too political. So I'm not going to go into issues around pay, um, although that is one of the central tenets because there's a, there's a big issue around pay going on. But leaving that aside for, for the moment, if we just focus on the principle of what is a doctor's role and what parts of a doctor's job can safely be done by someone who isn't a doctor. Well, my experience of this is, for example, in our practice, we have two paramedics. They're excellent. They're really safe. They're really cautious. And I wouldn't have it any other way because the worst thing is someone who is gung-ho and doesn't really know what they're doing, but is sort of acting as if, and that's dangerous. And the slightly paradoxical thing is that both of our paramedics, who are really good at what they do, have had years of experience on the road dealing with trauma. You know, they're paramedics that have worked 
in extremely difficult circumstances um doing things that you know i could not possibly imagine doing because I, I wouldn't have had the training for it and when i say paradoxical what's interesting in terms of public perception and i have to say us before we really got to know the kind of work they'd been exposed to you know all that gritty stuff we thought that actually things in general practice might be relatively straightforward it's absolutely not the case because things like for example rashes or interpreting blood results they take years of seeing the same thing and a, and a very particular way of problem solving you know thinking like a doctor and how to think like a doctor takes years of getting used to and when you see learners coming through in, in practice you know medical students or younger doctors in their training years one of the things that we learn to do as doctors is, is checking out a hypothesis you know you're trying to come to a diagnosis and yes yes i know we're in the era of chat gpt and ai but um still there are always exceptions and so that kind of thinking is really really hard to teach and install quickly now some people just have a knack for it and they're just very good at it and occasionally we'll have a medical student from ucl who just gets it and you think my word you just have such a mature way of consulting and you understand risk whereas other people and, and i've seen very experienced consultants like this who have a lot of knowledge but they they cannot solve problems and that means that they're reliant on tests for the diagnosis very clever people um so it's not about academic ability it's not about brain power it's it's predominantly about being able to problem solve and think diagnostically when i say think like a doctor i mean problem solve in a certain way and one of the the issues that's been raised is that there are a couple of cases that have been reported in the news where things have gone wrong and unfortunately they involve physician associates who are trained and sometimes take on the role that a doctor would now um I've got to stress that th these roles are not designed to completely replace a doctor, but more so that they're really there to support and really remove workload from doctors, partly because there's a feeling that not everything needs to be or can be done by doctors in certain teams. And this is part of the argument. What is it that needs doing by a doctor? And very commonly these days, I mean, I, I get letters from the endoscopy unit at our local hospital and they're always pretty much done by a nurse practitioner because it's a repetitive procedure and relatively low risk so in that setting it's been deemed safe that a doctor doesn't have to do that a nurse is more than capable i just want to pause for a second here because one of the other things i think that is difficult for anyone who's not in um, a higher position of authority like a doctor for example so i'm talking about allied health professionals of all descriptions when things go wrong you've got to remember things go wrong when doctors treat patients as well it's just that they're much more likely to be reported if it's for example i don't know um, a chiropractic treatment rather than a physio which is 
conventional or a doctor who's prescribed a drug that's led to, to harm. And one of the things we, we've got to be aware of is the balance in reporting. But going back to the, the original point here, whoever you're seeing as a patient, what you want them to have in abundance is what is known as clinical acumen. Someone who can think deeply and problem solve. And it's a combination of three things. It's knowledge, it's skills, and it's attitude. Now, if we're taking a specialty of any sort, generally speaking, a doctor is going to have more knowledge than any of the allied health professionals, you know, or a physician associate, for example. But when you take one specific thing, for example, the nurse that does the endoscopies day in and day out is going to arguably be better at that than a junior doctor in that department who hasn't done as many. So there's nuance there. So there's something about knowledge, skills, and attitude. There's also something about knowing your limit. This goes for all healthcare professionals, being able to put your hand up and saying that you don't know. And that is part of safety. I, I actually went to a hospital appointment today. I've got this really odd thing going on with my eye. I don't know whether I've mentioned this. It's quite an interesting medical story. So back at the beginning of 2023, I started doing a lot of press-ups because I wanted to see if I could get to 40. I think I mentioned this before. I read a study about middle-aged men and press-ups and fitness and how it reduces your risk of stroke. Anyway, long story short, I wasn't breathing through them all. So I was doing something called a Valsalva where you hold your breath. And I get my eyes tested every year because my dad had glaucoma. And so I go to an optician every year to get my pressures tested and get photos of the back of my eye taken. And when I went in February of 2023, they found a blob essentially on my retinal photo. I went to see the eye specialist who said, oh, you've got something called a macular exudate, which you only get if you've got uncontrolled diabetes or very high blood pressure, neither of which I have. And the thinking was, do you know what? It must have been a spike in blood pressure from you doing these press-ups and not breathing through them properly. So I've been going back and it's been monitored and it's a lot better now. It's sort of gone away. Now, what's really interesting is if you read all the literature on macular edema or macular exudates, there's nothing that says it just goes away. Yet the specialist said to me, yeah, it'll be gone in six months, but we'll see you in six months anyway. And that's exactly kind of what's happened. But my point is that even if AI had kind of tried to problem solve that, it probably would have got it wrong because it's I'm the exception, you know, if you if you go to that eye clinic and you see lots of people there who've got a similar condition with, with macular exudates or macular edema, their story isn't the same as mine. And what I was really impressed with today was that sort of, I, I call it chain of command, it's not meant to be hierarchical, but the uh, lady that did the testing on my eye found that one of the pressures in one of my eyes was slightly high and had to sort of leave the room and goes, I'm really sorry, this is just protocol. Um, I know she's going to say it's okay, but I just need to tell the doctor that this the pressure in this eye is slightly high before I continue with the next test. And I really liked that because that shows that they're being safe. And the most important thing with your health is that you know, with any sort of intervention or any consultation, safety is the number one thing. 
It's interesting, isn't it? I, I've given this a lot of thought and I saw a tweet. I think you can still call them tweets. I don't know what you'd call it on X. An X, I guess. <laughs> a tweet by Trish Greenhout, who is a, a proper legend in general practice. She's an amazing lady um, uh, who tweeted this uh, on the 14th of January. I'm pleased to announce Pilot Associates. They've studied geography worked in a travel agents and as cabin crew. They can then fly any plane. There are no regulations, which is amazing. Next time you want to fly, go Pilot Associates. And she's obviously being tongue in cheek there about what's going on in terms of doctors, you know, doctors being the equivalent of pilots. I think the thing that's hurtful for doctors and why there's such a backlash is that we are regulated to the nth degree and it seems although there is regulation talk in progress that physician associates are less tightly regulated at the moment but in certain settings seem to be doing work that isn't always supervised and that may be out of their scope of practice now that's not their fault that's the fault of the place that they're working at but it does worry me in terms of safety and how um, the, the climate of people working clinically is changing and how that's going to work. I mean, already my day as someone who is a senior clinician, a lot of it is spent supervising, answering queries on top of my own workload. And it's, it's fine, but it's exhausting as well. But as long as things are safe... I'm happy. Mom deserves the best, and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings. From premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts, start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out Mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market. A lot can happen in three years, like a chatbot may be your new best friend. But what won't change? Needing health insurance. United Healthcare Tri-Term Medical Plans, underwritten by Golden Rule Insurance Company, offer flexible, budget-friendly coverage that lasts nearly three years in some states. Learn more at UH1.com. Ever catch yourself eating the same flavorless dinner three days in a row? Dreaming of something better? Well, HelloFresh is your guilt-free dream come true, baby. It's me, Kiki Palmer. Let's wake up those taste buds with hot, juicy pecan crusted chicken or garlic butter shrimp scampi. Mm. Hello Fresh. Stop dreaming of all the delicious possibilities and dig in at HelloFresh.com. Let's get this dinner party started. Hey, it's Ryan Reynolds, and I'm here with Keith, co star of my upcoming film, If, only in theaters, May 17th. Do you want to tell people the big news? All right, I'll do. It. Sign up now and you'll get unlimited for $15 a month in six months of Paramount Plus Essential Plan on us. Mintmobile.com slash switch. Upfront payment of $45 equivalent to $15 per month. Unlimited over 40 gigabytes per month. Face lower speeds. Videos at 480p. Active Mint customers by 531.24 get six months of Paramount Plus Essential Plan. Auto renews after six months. Offer ends May 31st, 2024. Separate Paramount Plus registration required. Terms and conditions apply if rated PG. I think... One of the other things that needs doing is redefining 
the role of a doctor. There are many settings, uh, particularly in North America, where, sorry, actually, and in the Netherlands, where in primary care, particularly, things are often very nurse-led, and a patient only really gets in to see the doctor once the nurse has triaged or filtered things out. Now, it's interesting because in our practice, we do the opposite. The most senior people triage because that is actually more efficient in terms of swiftness of decision making. But everyone's got to learn. So part of the problem is freeing up enough time and resource for that. Interestingly, in doctor training in North America, there's very little service provision. Um, in, in the UK, you very much take your exams and learn on the job whilst revising. But over there, when you're training, you're training and you get taught. There are so many other things that we could go into. So, I mean, obviously, what makes a good practitioner is more than just what their role is. It's also the softer elements like kindness and compassion trust but i think safety and boundaries have to come first so going back to the original title of this episode is medicine being dumbed down well information is very freely available these days so even during my career of 25 years this whole idea that only the doctor knows best has been challenged because people you know read things online so in that sense, it's not that medicine's been dumbed down. Medicine's more accessible. Do allied roles dumb medicine down? I don't think so. Um, and the reason I've picked that for a title is many years ago, I wrote a response about nurses doing doctors' roles, which was written by, it was a piece written by a nurse practitioner in the BMJ. I'll link to it in the show notes. And one of the responses from another reader was about dumbing down of the medical profession. And medicine can't be dumbed down, but systems can. And worst case scenario, safety can be compromised and patients can come to harm. What I would really love is some sort of aptitude test for clinical acumen. Um, they try really hard. They do these things called OSCEs where you have stations where they give you scenarios nowadays for GP exams at least. But I don't really think that's enough. Um, you, you can just tell when someone's got it. And, you know, we're all learning. I don't think mine was particularly brilliant when I started out. But, you know, I see nursing associates sometimes who have that, that ability to learn, that hunger to problem solve. Whereas occasionally you see uh, a, a doctor in a training grade post who's just clueless. So a lot of it's about the individual as well. It's not just about labels. My last word of advice, what would I suggest as a patient? As a patient, I think we, we've got to trust the system that we're in. I know it's nothing's perfect, but just make sure you know who you're talking to. Today, everyone had bright yellow badges with their names on and everyone actually introduced themselves, which was nice. But if you're not sure, just ask. And as I said, you know, don't be put off if someone isn't a doctor necessarily. Like I said, the nurse that does the endoscopy day in, day out is an expert. Would he or she be useful in gastroenterology outpatients? Probably not so much because you need broader knowledge. 
And no one's going to mind if you ask them about their expertise. I, I get asked it quite often, actually. And that way, again, you know, you make sure that you're happy and you're going to get a safe service. Okay, that was sort of a semi-current affairs type episode because of what's going on around us right now. Next week's episode is my 100th podcast episode, so I'm really looking forward to that. And I do hope you tune in. What are your thoughts about doctors, nurses, allied health professionals, physician associates? Have you had any experiences? Do let me know. I'd love to hear from you. And if you like this podcast, please tell your friends about it. Do share it. And hopefully I'll be with you next week for my 100th episode. In the meantime, do look after yourself. Take care. Bye for now. Hi, this is Craig Robinson from Ways to Win. And support for this podcast comes from Invesco QQQ, the official ETF of the NCAA. Invesco QQQ is proud to sponsor this episode and even prouder to provide access to innovation for the last 25 years. Basketball has had innovations over the years, too. We're seeing the game played in new ways every day. Learn more at Invesco.com slash QQQ. Let's rethink possibility. Invesco Distributors, Inc. Hold up. What was that? Boring. No flavor. That was as bad as those leftovers you ate all week. Kiki Palmer here. And it's time to say hello to something fresh and guilt-free. Hello, fresh. Jazz up dinner with pecan-crusted chicken or garlic butter shrimp scampi. Now that's music to my mouth. Hello Fresh. Let's get this dinner party started. Discover all the delicious possibilities at HelloFresh.com. Imagine the softest sheets you've ever felt. Now imagine them getting even softer over time. That's what you'll feel with Bowl and Branch's organic cotton sheets. In a recent customer survey, 96% replied that Bowl and Branch sheets get softer with every wash. Start getting your best night's sleep in these sheets that get softer and softer for years to come. Try their sheets with a 30-night guarantee. Plus, get 15% off your first order at bowlandbranch.com. Code Buttery. Exclusions apply. See site for details.